0: Terry Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over 5 seasons, with 3 million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm so excited today because I get to visit with Ann Tucker of Undoubtedly Awesome, and she is totally Undoubtedly Awesome. It's the book that she's written. She's also got a whole bunch of great projects going on, and I'm so excited to talk to her today. And you guys get to get the benefit of listening in because we're going to talk about becoming a co-creator. And one of the things about women is we're pretty good at creating life <laughs> because we can have babies and that's all cool but at at after a point you know one little you know 5 or 10 minute interlude you know baby kind of does its stuff on its own and when we create companies we go through that same co-creation process and it has to do with energy. It has to do with spirit. It has to do with your heart and your beliefs and your desires, all these things wrapped up in creating something. And I'm a big co-creator. I co-create not only with people, but I co-create with my higher power. You can co-create with whatever higher power you choose or with just the universe in general. And these are some principles that I've used to create my businesses over the years. And they've become successful despite the odds. I'm a single mom. I'm soul supporting. My kids were three months old and three years old when I got divorced and created my company. My mother was dying of cancer and my brought my 80-year-old father in to live with me. And all of those things on paper should be like epic fail, 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 fail. But instead, they became robust successes. And so I'm a big believer in co-creation, and I'm so excited that Ann Tucker is with me today. Ann, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Sandra. So fun to be here with you. It is. It is. And you're a fellow co-creator. I mean, you've created things out of nothing. And I love, or I guess it's out of everything. Who knows (laughs) what the right word is? But you've created things that didn't exist before anywhere else in human history.
1: Absolutely. And that, and that really is my thing, to tell you the truth. That's, that's my, my, uh, what I love to do. And that's really been sort of the, the, the biggest focus of my, all of my life's worth, all the different projects that I've worked on. I love making things out of nothing, but that I have a lot to say about that so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad and that's before we get into that part let's just talk a little bit about your book because your book was one of the most powerful books that I have read in my radio career you're undoubtedly awesome is right up there with the power of maybe so um oh, these, thank you I'm so touched thank you well because you took something like doubt which we all have you know we all have fears we all have doubts we all have they're part of the natural human condition and you turned it in at least for me and I'm sure for many other readers to something positive.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that is the thing: is to understand that you know, and, and you've heard this before that every every strength that we have has an attached weakness. Is that it represents that that you know every weakness that you have, you know, on the contrast is, is attached to a strength. That the the two are uh, expressions of the same behavior. And so when you look at where your doubts come from, you have to understand that the doubts are. Are the specific way that you, be, that you get doubtful is attached to the way that you're also successful in the world. So it's understanding how to, to lean more into your specific gifts and then understand how to deal with the doubts.
0: Well, and that was so cool because that was such phenomenal brain candy. Like my <laughs> brain was like chewing on that. I mean, it was a little hard for me to be fair. It was a hard for me to understand at first. And then I thought like that fine line between love and hate, like they're kind of the same reflections, you know, the shadow of the same emotion. So yeah. then I thought, okay, well look at the the shadow of my own gifts Yes, and I started to make the connection, and so when I have doubts, I do use a lot of your um techniques in your book, but the biggest one that I use all the time, and it's a staple on my radio shows and my presentations, and even in my discussions with my kids, is the phrase that you had in there, and I can still see it on like the top of the page <laughs> over the corner. It's like this is one of those things that once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yes and you are forever changed, and yes, I love those forever change things because they 're easy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much it's once you yeah
1: yeah, it 's like literally like once you recognize it, then all of a sudden it's yeah it's, it's, it transforms you, and it's the, it, I love that too it 's sort of like a, the awareness it 's changed through awareness as opposed through the pain and the agony it 's like no, just um, just the understanding, open your mind to the understanding, and then boom, it changes your perception. Which is, which is, it's interesting, the, the new program that I have, I break manifestation out into three different levels. And the first level of, of co-creation is perception. And, and it goes in depth into understanding how it is that we're creating the world around us constantly through how we perceive it. So it's that idea that by shifting your perception in that one moment, it ripples out into your experience exponentially.
0: Well, I remember a time in college when I was getting my master's degree at Northwestern and I was in Chicago riding on the L and I had 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 been down by Northwestern Hospital for one of my, you know, work groups. And I was tired. And on the train coming home, this guy was on the train and his kids were like going nuts. And I was, you know, it's like nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, I was so angry (laughs) at this man. And then this guy sits down next to him and he goes, Hey, aren't you going to do anything about your kids? And you know, it was so rude. And the guy said, you know, he said we were just visiting my wife and she passed away. And he goes, I didn't know what else to do, but pick up my kids and take them home. He goes, I don't know how to even tell them. And I'm like, you know, totally listening in on this conversation. And when you talk about reality, like my reality was this guy's a jerk. He's a a self-involved dad. He's not paying attention to his kids. You know, and the kids are crazy because, you know, they're not, their mom is awful, all these things. And then with that one little piece of information that he had taken the train, because he had, he was talking to the guy, he was afraid to drive. So he took the train to pick up his kids who were at the babysitter and I, you know, he didn't, he didn't talk about what had happened to his wife, you know, whether she was injured or terminally ill or whatever. But yeah. the fact was that one little piece of information shifted <sighs> my reality. I became compassionate to the children, oh those poor kids and compassionate yes. to the man, like how I hope I never faced that situation. What would I do? And the whole reality shifted and nothing in the train had changed.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought one piece of information had changed my entire everything. And that was to me, a really profound example of how our thoughts create our reality.
1: Oh my gosh. So much. So right is, is, uh, I love that there's a, um, a movie and I, I am so bad with names. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's that one where the guy can go back in time and relive certain days and the, I think that the, at the end of it, they show that he can go back. You can go through a day, and go in with the perception that it's a it's a bummer day and everything you ever and, and all of your reality confirms it, right? You'll notice the person who's scowling at you and you'll notice all the things that you notice are confirming yes it's a crummy day. But then if you go back and redo the day with the attitude of it's a great day, all of a sudden you're in the exact same day, but you're instead of noticing the one person who happened to have you know a bad mood, you are noticing the barista who's smiling at you and you're noticing, you know, all the, it's the same exact day. It's just your attitude has shifted. And it changes your whole experience.
0: Speaking of creating your own experience, Anne, now is a really good time to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Wondery, and they have come up with another super cool podcast. If you guys haven't listened to Bad Batch already, go ahead and look it up. But today we're going to be talking about Detective Trap. And it's really cool, Anne, when three women disappear in Santa Ana, California without a trace. Yeah, It takes this bold, unwavering detective to seek justice. Now, Detective Jalissa Trapp has always wanted to be a cop, and she is, but she's not like other cops. You know, she's the only woman on an otherwise all-male homicide squad, but she does her job in ways that some people might view as well, a little bit unconventional. Now, Anne, this is so right up our alley. Oh my gosh, so much so, right? Right. Now, in a brand new podcast from Wondery and the LA Times, Detective Trapp takes you into the life. Of a cop who conducts herself relentlessly. It's hosted by award winning journalist Chris Goffer. Detective Trap is a story of a detective who fights through her own personal struggles and in society's indifference. To bring a serial killer to justice. Doesn't this sound cool? Yeah. Uh, Trap's strongest resource for catching dangerous criminals. Personal experience. So while listening, I want you guys to make sure you subscribe to Detective Trap on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. You can also find the link below in the episode notes. And, you know, it's amazing how you can get sucked into these different realities and and how exciting and what a fun listen it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and before, uh, before we were talking about this, we were talking about creating our own reality. And, you know, I just had this discussion with my teenager, Max, who's 16. Yeah. He, He was going through this stage where everything was awful. You know, like just those teen angst years, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, mom, you know, life sucks, and I'm (laughs) like, here, I'm like, you're creating the suckiness, and yes, that, and I said come to me. You're going to, cause I needed somebody to lift. He's six, five now. And I needed somebody to lift the dog food and the chlorine. So I'm like, come to the store with me. And then I said, but you're going to have to do something different today. You're not going to wear your big black hoodie. Cause he looks like the Unabomber and people are scared of him (laughs) because he's six foot five. You know, I mean, that's scary. A big brooding teenager in a black hoodie. Yeah. 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 I said, put your t-shirt on that. We got this summer. It's like kind of tie dye and it's cute. And I said, and your light shorts, and I said, I'm going to insist that you smile and nod to everybody that we come in contact with because yeah. normally he's got his, it could be hundred degrees. He's got his hands jammed in his hoodie, like, yes. you know, just yeah. you know, 200 pounds of angst. And <laughs> we went shopping and the long story short of it is he got into a conversation with this one, you know, guy, uh, an older man who was talking about some video game that's coming out and who knew the guy was a gamer and he had the best day. Wow! What a difference, you know, if he had gotten in the car, sulked in the black hoodie and then like growled at everybody and lunged the glory. Yes. His last day on earth. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But you know, we laugh on these two things, but look at the difference. He changed his dress. He changed his manner. He changed his engagement. Yeah. He created a different reality that day. And I would encourage like every parent of a teen to do this exercise. Take them yeah. out once, being like, you know, the angry hoodie. Take them mm-hmm. out again, being pleasant and and see what the world reflects back to you. Because yeah, same person, same scenario, yeah. but different behavior elicits a different response. So we do really create our experiences
1: oh my gosh and here's here's a thing that i think that makes that even more compelling is that we can only see one thing at a time that if we're looking at the world through the perspective of it's a bad day that it's it's, if you've ever done the exercise where you're looking at a particular image of something and you're trying to see uh see it um there's there's actually this one drawing that you can interpret it either as a duck or as a bunny depending on which way you look at it you know the one i'm talking about Yes. Yeah. The old woman. Exactly. You can see it as a, a two different things. So, but the, the thing is you can see it as one thing. You can see it as the duck or you can see it as the bunny, but you can never see it as both things at the same time, Correct. right? You and have your to
0: like traces. And if you see the duck it's tracing the duck part if it's over on the bunny part yes you can't do both right yeah you can't
1: and so and so and that's just how our human brains are wired is that we're only able to see the one thing that we're looking for we're only able to see what we're looking for and only one thing at a time so it's really hard if you're going into the world looking for a bad day it's really hard to break out of that because you're not looking for the better day so it's like if you can switch you have to go in with that shifted perspective of okay i'm gonna look for any confirmation that i can find Like, you know, like your son did go in and, and I love that he was smiling because there's actually like, there's a, there's a physiological response where you, this, this, your smile drives the happy that just the act of smiling makes you feel better.
0: It does. I mean, when I, when I was in journalism school in Northwestern, they would teach us these quote unquote tricks. Like when you're doing radio, smile. When you do radio, your voice yeah. sounds better. And yeah, yeah, um, it's amazing because it really does. It try to be in a bad mood and smile. <laughs> yeah, <scared> laugh. <laughs> Look at you. I mean, you're giggling, but you
1: know, yeah, it's like, true. It's true. You no, know. I think it's, it's like, yeah, just even looking at people, pictures of people who are laughing will cheer you up. Yeah, it's contagious. Yeah. Well one of
0: my favorite favorite videos on YouTube and it got it was one of the first YouTube videos to make lots of money and to be wildly popular for nothing and it was it's called like laughing girl or something like that and my friend Robin Boyd's daughter did it and I she's just laughing and then she <laughs> kind of distorts the video a little bit and she's just laughing and you can't not laugh like i don't know what it is and you know it's It's hard not to laugh with someone else laughing. It's hard not to smile. It's like an involuntary reflex. If you laugh, I laugh. You smile, I smile. And we are laughing, and we're not. We don't even know what we're laughing about, but it feels good.
1: Yeah, it's like Chewbacca, Mom. Did you ever see that? Oh. (laughs) this woman puts on this crazy tubacco mask and she's filming herself and she just is cracking herself up and it's, it just goes on and on and it, it's hilarious and you can't help but laugh with her. It's really funny. Well, yeah. And
0: I think, you know, one of the things about creating and co-creating when I, when I have projects to do that I either don't want to do, I'm scared of doing, I haven't done before. So I'm a little nervous. Yeah. I have to put myself in a certain state of being. Yeah. I can't sit down and create like the cold ball of fear. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to work for me. Right. Sometimes like I have, I have my little tricks. I have music. I have my happy playlist, but I also have a four or five big bang theories that I bought and downloaded. I keep on my computer and I keep on my phone because they are, when Howard Wolowitz goes to space. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that episode, there's like a couple of them that I don't care how many times I see them when the mothers come and they're, you know, they're talking about, you know, um, putting, you know, like how their kids were as kids. There's a couple of episodes that are guaranteed to bust me out of whatever funk. Yes. So I will literally stop work and as silly as it sounds, I'll sit there and I'll watch a 15 minute or a 20 minute, you know, Big Bang Theory episode that I know will make me laugh. Yes. And then I sit down to do the work, and I'm much more relaxed. I'm in a better state. I'm better able to connect with what I think is the universal energy, universal intelligence, universal whatever, spirit, give it a name. Um, We could call it Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, (laughs) Ed, Bert, whatever. You know, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. But when you get into that state, you know, people call it in the flow. You know, you yeah. hear all yeah. these, you know, terms. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why Dan is just so funny because it's, <laughs> it's a name, like, okay, I'm, I'm connecting in with Dan. But when you connect, whatever you call it, that's where the creativity flows.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it is, um, the, the interesting thing to me about as you're trying to connect and you're totally right that everything starts with your energy, that depending on what you're bringing in that moment, if you're creating from a place of fear, then everything that you create, everything in extension of you that you're making, and it's going to be tainted with that element of fear and it's going to affect the performance of whatever it is that you do. Um, and so it's, it's important to, to get into a space where you, you know, try to affect your mood, um, But there's also like I look at at, and this is this has really been the 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 foundation of this next next period of work, you know, after I I finished writing that book, like the day that I hit the send button on like I literally finished and I literally hit the send button. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, this whole new level of information came into my head and it was crazy. It was like uh, and it was detailed. Right. It was graphs and charts. And I just, I didn't really have the time <laughs> to write a whole nother book right then. I had just put my whole life on hold trying to write that first one. I hadn't done laundry in like two weeks. You know what oh I mean? My gosh. Like I needed to get back to life. But I spent the next two weeks just writing everything down as much as I could. And it was, you know, it was like 30 pages single spaced of just here's the next level. And it was all about this idea of... It was just of, like a download. Just it like, was. Push. Huge. It was huge. And the whole idea is that, yes, everything starts with your energy, and that's a huge point to start from but it's also this idea that when you're creating something when you're trying to manifest something in your life that's already existing all of the tools that we already know about think about it as if it's already you've already have it you know all of these the manifesting techniques that we're already familiar with those are the ones that you use when you want to bring something like that parking spot you want to get the parking spot that's already in existence you want to draw it towards you or the first class upgrade you want to draw that towards you those are those are the right tools for that but if you want to create something from nothing something that doesn't exist yet and you want to bring it down from the astral and manifest it here on earth then the big breakthrough is that is that we have to follow the same process that mother nature does that mother nature doesn't go poof a plant right i'm going to draw a plant towards me they they go through a whole creative process it starts with the concept which is contained in the seed and then it goes through a series of steps and each step contains a different energy and each of us, here's the cool part, is that is that in that series of steps through which we create something from nothing... Each of us is best at one of the seven steps. And so you have one aspect of creation, and this is a creative energy, source energy, one aspect of source energy that each of us is born with, that that comes naturally to us. And then through the course of our life, we learn two or three or maybe even four others, depending on what sort of training you have or life experience you have, And then the hard part is that in that process of creation, there's going to be maybe two, maybe even three energies that we are uncomfortable with, that we don't see, right? Our perception we were talking about, we don't even see those. And so we'll get to a phase in our creation where we get stuck or we get plateaued and we can't figure out why. And, you know, you talk about trying to get into flow. I see flow as the process of the getting into a flow, a natural flow between these seven different energies, which really is a balance, balancing your masculine and your feminine energy is what it's all about. And it's some of these energies that I'm talking about are more feminine creative energies and some of them are more masculine creative energies and talking not about male and female, but more yin and yang, that kind of Got it. male and female but that's that's the concept and so 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 it's beginning to understand what are your creative where is it what is your natural creative power and how do you really amp that up so that you're using it effectively in your business to take advantage of that superpower and same thing with the ones that you're pretty good at and then how do you learn to grow into those ones that we don't know that we are in resistance to because that's where your blocks are that's where your growth is and then the beautiful part at the end of all of this is that L7 of these represent creative source. They all are parts of creative, how, how, how source creates. And so the more that we're able to balance ourselves and grow into all seven energies, it's like we're moving more towards oneness ourselves. So we're beginning to understand and appreciate ourselves as creators and understand and appreciate others as creators and become more whole, more closer to that, that feeling of source, a feeling of oneness ourselves. So it's pretty cool
0: it is really cool. I mean, you know, and I, I, I still am thinking about like that seed, like, you know, there's like, like some of the seed, you know, like it creates the roots, then it pops out of the pod, then it bursts out of the ground. Yes. It yes. Receives, and then it might flower or make some fruit. Like, you know, I'm thinking of my kid's bean project, that <laughs> here. you know, and I'm watching it, you know, cause we put the, you know, put the bean in with the toilet paper or the paper towel, you know, yes. the plastic cup and it germinated and we're watching the roots and yeah. you know, watching this whole thing. And it's funny, you know, when you talk about that energy, when you think about eating sprouts, yeah. Like eating sprouts is a very different energetic ex- experience. It is different energy for your body than say, yeah. eating the fruit that the plant, you know, created. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's all different. You know, you're right. There are all different aspects. And who would think, you know, too bad we didn't do this call like, you know, a year ago, right before <laughs> we did the bean sprout project, because that would have <laughs> added a whole new dimension to his you know his project
1: I love that and there probably is something to that because you know I mean you can eat seeds right you can eat sprouts you can eat at all different levels of the plant and I had a dream once where I was talking in my dream it was like I was in a little class with my guide and he was talking to me in my dream and he said to me nectarines or he said fruits transmit emotion and then he said nectarines transmit joy and I, so I love that. And it makes perfect sense, right? That fruits and, and everything that we eat. So I wonder if you're in the creative, I love this. I'm going to have to use this, that if you're in a creative project, if you're in that beginning phase, which is optimizer energy, by the way, then you're going to want to eat a bunch of seeds. And I wonder if you're in the expressive phase, which is the sprout, which is you, then you should eat a bunch of sprouts to try wonder. That's a cool idea. We should well, experiment with it.
0: Right. Why not? Because we have the you know, when you look at, like, I look at the bean sprouting and I look at all the different products that are made from, like, let's just say a bean plant or a wheat, yeah. you know, you look at how we use every piece of the wheat plant, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, but, you know, you can chop up the stock for binding materials. You know, they don't have much nutrition, but they will bind and some parts of the wheat plant you use as emulsifying agents. So, uh-huh. you know, all different parts of the, the plant and, you know, All of the, I study a lot of wheat. I've been reading wheat belly and grain brain and all these things because I grew up in a farming community and I noticed for many years there were all these different crops and all of a sudden there was just only soybeans as far as the eye can see. Now there's soybean and corn and that's all I can seem to see when I go home. Um, But you know, when we look at our our health, but also with radiant health comes creativity because if you've ever been sick in your life, that creative energy is completely lacking, you know, for me to be at my optimum creativity, you know, I just finished a book in June that's over at a publisher and it was a 20 year process. Cause I kept starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting and yeah. stopping. And this time I decided I wasn't going to start the book based on a calendar. I was going to start it based on a health level. Mm-hmm. And I finished that book in, 65,000 words, you know, chick lit, accepted in 21 days. Wow. But How did I do that? How did I do that? Well, I made sure I was in optimum health. So the month prior, you know, I really did shift into really good eating for my body. Yeah. Really good workouts. You know, I got spin certified at 50. I teach a spin class. I'm 50 years old. Like I'm 25 years older than most of the people in my class. Yeah. But I really focused on how do I get myself in the best and not just physical shape but emotional, mental and energetic state. Yes. And when you get into that energetic state and the energy is just bursting from you. Yeah. That's where that, you know, you can you can just create. Create, yeah. create, create. I was writing sometimes for 15, 16 hours a day and I wasn't fatigued. I mean I was my body was tired, it needed sleep. Yeah, my creative energy was just flowing and yeah, that didn't happen by accident.
1: Yeah, no, you're I, I completely relate to that because so much of my my own spiritual journey has been I go back and forth between working on clearing whatever issues I'm working on to then trying to raise my physical vibration through my health. So it's been a it's been a back and forth constant partnership between working on the spiritual aspect, working on the physical aspect. And every time and the reason for it is that in order to hold the higher vibration, I have to physically be capable of it. Yes. Right. So I I've had to give up all kinds of stuff. I've had to give up dairy and gluten and now meat. And so I'm, I'm, i mean, it's diet has been a big part of it for me, but it's been all about raising my vibration physically to be able to hold the higher spiritual. And each time I do it, my channeling gets better and better. So it's, I mean, it's a direct correlation. So it's, I totally relate to that.
0: Well, yeah, because when you, when you are co-creating, In my 20s, I used to co-create a lot. I wrote a lot of romance novels for a a big publisher. And my co-creative process, I kid you not, was like Mountain Dew, (laughs) Fritos. (laughs) I'm trying to think what else I ate. Snickers bars. I don't think Skittles were around yet. Oh, no.
1: Um, You didn't eat the late night chocolate covered espresso beans. That was one of mine in college.
0: But the whole point, it was crap. You yeah. like I would put crap in my body and, you know, but I was also much younger and I didn't have kids. I didn't have my dad and I didn't have a company to run. Yeah. And this last, you know, creative spurt that I had in June, you know, to finish this project, the only thing I allowed myself was Skittles. And I'm like, I did allow myself Diet Mountain Dew, a couple of them, and then Skittles. But instead of munching away while I'm eating and writing, I would eat like one or two Skittles. And I'm like, I called them my energy beans in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do need to play these little tricks on myself. But I also, the difference was I I ate light. I ate... um, I focused on eating what I called light energy. So a lot of plant things, you know, things weren't cooked, a lot of raw foods because, you know, I'm taking in that energy and, you know, whether there's a scientific base for it or not, or I was just brainwashing myself, the fact of the matter is it worked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you got to go with that. I could, that's the same thing with me as I can say, okay, each time I changed my diet, And I use my dreams a lot to manage, to look and see where I'm at. My dreams will give me information about, and they will tell me specifically, this is what you have to stop eating in order to get to the next level. But I'll notice immediately when I switch, not only do I feel different, my whole digestive system changes, like whatever issues I was having just go away. And then it's, and it is, and then I notice the increase in, like I said, in my ability to connect. So it's, 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 it's like the proof is in the pudding. I was, I was really resistant to the idea of going vegan. I'm not fully vegan. I'm plant-based. I still eat eggs, but, um, but I was, I was not at all down with that. And then I, I went to this, a 10 day retreat where I was staying at this woman's house and she's vegan. And part of the retreat was that you had to be vegan while you were there. And I was joking that I was going to like sneak a Slim Jim in my suitcase, Mm -hmm. you know? And, (laughs) but, uh, but within three days of being there, all like every digestive issue I had was gone. So it was like, okay, I guess I guess, I got to look at the proof. You know what I mean? It's like once you see the evidence, you can't argue with it.
0: No, and the proof is for your body. Yes, exactly,
1: personal. It has to be right. what's right for you. Not everybody needs to be meat-free. Yeah. No,
0: and you know, like my, both of my sons are, you know, they're 13 and 16 now. And my one is six, five. And the other one is, you know, just, just hitting his growth spurt and they crave meat all the time. And I'm not a big meat eater. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm more fish and seafood. I love my eggs. You know, I naturally like that way. Like I don't like heavy meats. They're hard yeah. for me to digest. I'll be like laying in bed at night and it's like, I have to use a lot of energy to digest these things that take me away. That takes that energy away from the other creative things I'm doing. Yeah. It's not like spawning energy, but you know, my kids, when they sit down, they tuck into this big meat dinner they are satisfied. They're full. They're like you can just see the robustness yes. on their face, and you know. And then I'm sitting there like, oh, <laughs> like <"I'm not laughs> my stomach, and you know. So you've got to do what what feels right. And I have one kid that I make this huge pot of yogurt every Sunday night. I make yogurt from oh wow, I'm through so much, and. Wow. One of my kids eats a big cup of plain, unflavored yogurt. He just (laughs) loves it. It's like, you know, and it's, it's sometimes I make grief yogurt. Sometimes it comes out like a more of like a kefir, but he has a big jug of that every morning. That's his, the other one won't eat it to save his life but he'll sit down and he's like I call him my little bear because he's like he likes blueberries and raspberries and you know he has he'll have carrots and you know he'll just dig around root around and in in the fridge (laughs) and everything for him is uncooked and live and the other one is this like you know bowl of live bacteria I mean (laughs) They're healthy, their weight is perfect they're so you know i've kind of learned to go with the flow because, as a mother, i'm like, "You need your three squares, you need this, you need that right, and I saw they weren't thriving, and now they're thriving both in their bodies that are completely different one 's seventy eight pounds one 's two hundred pounds oh my god they 're only two and a half years apart, wow, but one is. Not even, you know, maybe five one, and the other one's six five. So, you tell me if eating their whatever, you know, I think if you sit down enough, and we don't eat a lot of processed foods on a good day because they don't. I've watched my kids with a lot of processed foods. My little one can't sit still, he's a mile a minute, he's not going to sleep. And then my older one, when he would eat a lot of processed foods, he was sluggish. He's taking Mm. a nap after school every day. He was too tired to do everything. Yeah. So because I couldn't come up with a solution, I thought to myself, What if they just told me what they want to eat? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden their eating changed very differently from what I was feeding them and what, you know, is general school food and
1: Right. Yeah. What we're taught. Yeah.
0: Now they're energetic. Now they're thriving. One eats a lot of meat. One eats very little meat. You know, one's plant-based, one's meat-based. It's working for them. Yeah. sleep well. They eliminate well. They create. They're straight-A students. We don't have a lot of the problems that we had putting the wrong foods in these bodies. And they're two bodies completely different.
1: Right. Well, it is. It's true that it's all source energies that comes in. Your body has to use it. It's sort of like the energy that you create with is also the energy that you use to create your body. Like we're creating, like we're, you know, sloughing off cells constantly. We're constantly recreating our body. So if you're, if you're putting all of your energy towards trying to sustain your body, you don't have a whole lot left over to then put out into the world. It just depletes you. So it's, yeah, so it just makes, it makes really good sense that if you're awesome. going into a big, yeah, if you're going into a big project is what can you do to bolster your feeling of health?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, if you look at one meal, if I put one meal down for the four of us, you know, my dad has certain dietary issues, but I've noticed with my kids, you know, Zachary doesn't do dairy at all. Yeah. He doesn't like it. He won't. He tells me ice cream makes them feel funny. You know, like if you listen to your kids and just don't deny it because they're like, oh, they don't want to eat their vegetables. They don't want to eat this. They don't want to eat that. And then you look at what, and you give them what they can eat and what they feel good eating. Yeah. Yeah, They have energy, but I've done mm-hmm. it the same for me. I've, I've steered off all the foods. I've started to pay attention to how do I feel 15, 20 minutes an hour after eating something?
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I think, so I think, I think, so you, definitely what you eat is a factor. I think the, the other thing to look at is that in terms of creating is understanding that creation happens through a balance of masculine and feminine energy, and learning to work with with both, and that's actually been a big part of my journey in my life. Has been to I I came in into the world and circumstances that really repressed my masculine energy, and so it's been a process of learning to 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 recover that, to bring that back up, and to to allow that to be strong in me. And now I'm balanced now. I, and now it's working. As a matter of fact, I did this cool. Uh, a thing the other day. Have you ever seen a lot of times there's a lot of these machines that come out of Russia where you can put your hand in and it scans your hand and it gives you a printout yeah. of like where you're at. And I'm, mine came back and I'm, I'm balanced now between my masculine and feminine which is like a, a huge for me. It's like woohoo! That's like a, a big accomplishment in my life. But it, it is learning to, to work with both of those and, and it's, it's a flow. And that really is, I think when we're talking about being in flow, is when you're able to move fluidly back and forth your feminine and your masculine energy and that's that's a trick right because there may be parts of your business if you look at your own business and you say what are the parts of my business that are that i'm rocking it right now like where where do i like spending time where is it when i'm stuck what is the thing i like to go back to because the thing i'm working on is too hard (laughs) like those are the parts that you're that you're doing really well right? And then what are the parts that it's like, you know, are you really doing the analysis that you're supposed to be doing? Or right. are, how are you doing at lead generation, right? Or how are you doing it at the momentum, right? Are you able to follow through on things? Like these are all different elements of either feminine or masculine energy. And I think you get to it down by looking at your thought process, yeah. by looking at specifically how you think at each phase of the problem, the process of thinking, And it's different for each
0: phase. Well, and I think, you know, that's where what I call my daily meds come in, (laughs) you know, because I'm, I'm a very clean everything, you know, and my daily meds are my daily meditations because we have, you know, we live in this technologically advanced society and we've got tech that does everything for us, except give us more time in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Same 24 hours. That's the one thing technology can do lots of things. It cannot Give us more time. It can help us allocate our time differently. Yeah. But it can't give us more time. And one of the things I found because of the the you know, this tech revolution that we're living in, everything's going at warp speed. Yeah. So if I don't center myself, if I don't that's what I call my daily meds, at least once a day I have to sit down, you know, and I, I like to do it with a cup of tea. Yeah. And just take ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and just Off my phone, sometimes I keep a piece of paper handy because things will flow out of my head, but if we don't slow down enough, you know, you talk about identifying your thoughts, how often do we slow down enough to think about our thoughts? Yes. What are we, what am I thinking? I mean, there are times like I'm always grateful to do the red eye to New York City, you know, every like six weeks because I'm stuck on a plane. The Wi-Fi always sucks. There's (laughs) nothing for me to do. It's like I'm forced in this little seat to be with myself. And, you know, those things like thinking about what you're thinking really does matter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it it does. does. Everything.
1: Yeah, I I find that for me that when I get my but see that makes perfect sense because I think for you like if you're if you're on an airplane it gives you a place where you're sort of captive where you're where you're pen and paper and there's no distractions. Yeah. And you're just working. And I I do love those moments, particularly for doing things like writing or like when I have to, that's, that's huge. When I'm waiting for the big inspiration, when I'm waiting for the download, the place I like to be is like a walking meditation, which for me could be anything like, it could even be washing dishes or folding laundry, any kind of rote activity where I'm in motion and my mind is allowed to just be open.
0: Yep. That's, I, I do that. Uh, those are my, I walk around Ross and TJ Maxx yes. when I, when I'm blocked and I'm stuffed and I don't buy any. I like Nordstrom's rack. I do. I just, well, I like to look at stuff and I'm not, but I'm not yeah. really looking at it. Like the wheels are grinding and I'm just, yeah. I don't even take a cart, you know, and my phone is cut <laughs> off and I'm just want, and sometimes like I'll, I'll go through a whole rack of fabrics and it's just like, blue and red and yellow and And, you know but everything's doing its thing yes and then I go like I have this routine when I'm really stuck um I start at TJ Maxx then I walk over to Ross then I'll stop at Wendy's for this giant Diet Coke which is like you know or Diet Pepsi whatever they have like my total like you I'm I'm branching out and doing something naughty (laughs) getting crazy. Yeah, crazy. And then I pull (laughs) over the side of the road where there's a view of the mountains near my house. And I live in the mountains. I could look out the window, but it's different. And then I sit there with a pen and paper on my lap and I shut the car off and I just sit there until, and then it births something.
1: Yeah. 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 It's really true. I, and I, I, I love that. Like it's, it's the feeling of no strain, Right. Where it comes to you without, if you're sitting there like, I've got to think of an idea. Like it just is not going to happen. If no. you just allow yourself to get out of the way. I think that's why the physical part of it is important because it allows you to get out of the way.
0: Yes. To, to allow- move, to walk. Like I walk in the park. I do that sometimes in the morning when I'm stuck. And you know, the hard thing is the parks I walk in, everybody knows me because it's a small town. So they want to stop and chit chat. <laughs> every dog that comes along. I'm like, I cannot walk. I feel, I see the dog coming. I look at it Yeah. It the tails going and um, (laughs) you know but I think it's important for everybody to have their routine whatever that looks like for them to connect with being a co-creator now we're at the end of today's episode I want you guys to um to look forward to the coming shows because in a couple of weeks, we're going to come back with Ann Tucker and we're going to talk about some of her success secrets and clearing the mind and really connecting with your personal power. Uh, before we wrap up Ann, where can people find out more about you and what can they do?
1: Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, you can find out more about, uh, go to Amtecker.com. You can find out more about my business energetics program, which is where I teach about how to use all seven different forms of manifestation. You can also join my community called wisdom soup. And there's an app uh, that's downloadable through the app store or through Google play where you can find, uh, teachers and healers that'll help you move forward on your journey.
0: Love that. Love that. And where, what, where can we get your book?
1: Uh, undoubtedly awesome is available on amazon so if you search either me or search undoubtedly awesome
0: terrific well you are undoubtedly awesome (laughs) thank you so you guys come back again next week for another great episode check out Anne in the upcoming weeks you can also find Anne on our other sister show dynamic women you're not going to want to miss those episodes we'll be back again next week